0: Praise Lord everyone, you are listening to Biblical Doctrines Demystified, a special series by Rev. Dr. Vairaj Das on Sachiva Vahini. This audio series is available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcast. Listen, share and subscribe. Dear friends, it gives me great joy to reach out to you this day also with the word of God and I want to talk to you about love, faith and hope. Now abides love, faith, and hope. Just to bank my message on a particular verse, let me read to you from 1 Corinthians 13, chapter, 13th verse. Now abides faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Now, when St. Paul speaks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the 12th chapter in his first letter to uh, Corinthians, in the last verse he says, but he earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. You know, after telling you about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, he speaks about a more excellent way. And then in the 13th chapter, he writes about the dynamics of real love. 1 Corinthians 13, chapter 4 to 8, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely, does not seek its own. Is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail; whether there are tongues, they will cease; whether there are there is knowledge, it will vanish away. Now in the ninth verse it says, "For we know in part, and and we prophesy in part." Now, dear friends, what he wants us to understand is he speaks about the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. At the same time, people magnify about the gifts at the cost of real love for the word of God, for God. So we must understand that love is very important. So his son Paul says, now abides love, faith, and hope. And of these three things, love is the greatest. So we must be able to understand the values that The Word of God gives on these capacities that we can have. And St. Paul says, we know in part and we prophesy in part. In the ministerial parlor that we have in this particular age, many are fascinated by miracles. When a person is performing a miracle, people do not ask, people do not discern whether the miracles are done by the Holy Spirit or by the demons. And I remember hearing a man of God years back, And he was used of God mightily, but some of his understanding about the prophetic gift was wrong. So he is to say a prophet would know the past, present, and future. It is wrong. St. Paul says, we know in part, we prophesy in part. Our understanding is limited. God in his own realm, he uses us to talk to somebody, a prophetic word, to enhance their faith. That's all. We cannot say we know everything. We can never say a prophet knows the past, present, and future. This particular person who was claiming like that did not know about his future. He fell a prey for money and also sinfulness, sinful, sinful ways. He destroyed his life. So what I want to tell you today is what is needed is we know in part, we prophesy in part. And St. Paul says, I tell you something that is more glorious than these gifts. That is, now abides love, faith, and hope. And the greatest of this is love. Now, the, the word of God is more important than prophecy. Jeremiah 23, chapter 28 to 29, if you read, The prophet who has a dream, let him tell a dream. And he who has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, says the Lord? is not my word like a sapphire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. So, dear friends, we must understand that gifts are there. God can perform a gift through us, no doubt about it. At the same time, more than that, what is needed, the word of God, the love that God has in store for us, now abides faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. I would say now abides love, faith, and hope. Love comes first in these three dimensions, three, three, three things. Now, I want to just present this message under five subheading: Dynamics of love, dynamics of faith, dynamics of hope, dynamics of that which is perfect. What is our responsibility? Number one, dynamics of love. Now, we humans have no love, love at all. After the fall, humans did not have love. Even when Adam and Eve fell, they engaged in blame game. They did not understand their own sinful condition. They did not accept their own uh, situation. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to die for us. Now, this love is agape in Greek. It speaks of the giving love, giving what is needed for the recipient, not giving what the recipient desires. And usually we feel when somebody gives us what we desire, that is love. But God's love is different. This God's love named agape in Greek is used only for this this particular word in the Bible. Only for God's love. It is not used in anywhere. In, in classic Greek, it is not used. Only in the Bible, it speaks about God's love. So this agape love is a giving love. John wrote in First John 4, chapter 8 to 12, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, toward us, that God sent his son, only begotten son, into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but God loved us and sent his son to be propitiation for our sins. So this is, what, is and what we should understand. God so loved us that he gave his only begotten son for us, and through that only love was manifested. So, if God loved us so much, we ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love will be perfected in us. So, when God has loved us so much by giving his son Jesus Christ for us, we must understand that love, love God with all our heart, love one another. Jesus expressed his love by dying for us. Based on this act of love he has given us, the commandment of Two great commandments. If you read Matthew's Gospel, 22nd chapter, verse 37 to 40, Jesus Jesus said, you shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And this is the first great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now, I would like to say, love God completely. Love others correct, love ourselves correctly, and love others. Love others compassionately. Love God completely. Love ourselves correctly, and love others compassionately. How to love God? How to love others? We have to obey God's word, and we have no capacity to love God and love others in this fashion. Romans five five says. Now hope does not disappoint us because the love of God has been poured in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. That has been given to us. We on our own cannot love God, cannot love ourselves, cannot love others. So when the love of God is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, He makes us to love God with all our heart and love others and love ourselves in the same capacity. So we must know the dynamics of loving, dynamics of love. The second is the dynamics of faith. Faith comes by hearing God's word, enhanced by the Holy Spirit. It is the word of God that speaks about God and all all that God has done. The word of God is very important. God so loved us that he gave his son for us to die. And faith comes by hearing God's word. And by the faith is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. So, the explanation of faith as we read in Hebrews 11, 1 and 6. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because a person who comes to God should believe that he is there and is the rewarder of them who seek him diligently. So, dear friends, we look for certain things in future. As God has promised, we expect those things to happen. So faith is looking for those things based upon God's word. Faith is not wishful thinking. Faith and clean conscience should go together. St. Paul, when he wrote to Timothy, 1 Timothy, first chapter 18 and 19, if you read, This charge I commit to you, St. Timothy, that by them you may wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience, which some having rejected concerning the faith of Suffered shipwreck. I tell you, friends, faith and clean conscience go together. Faith is not the knowledge that we have in our brain about God. Faith is real dependence on God. We trust God that he is going to do what he has promised to do. So if the conscience is guilty, faith becomes inoperable. I do not know how many of you are careful to keep a clean conscience. Faith and clean conscience go together. Both are needed. Without clean conscience, faith becomes inoperable. And also faith works only by love. Galatians 5 chapter 6 verse, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. I can add one or two points here. Before Christ, giving offering is not enough. Doing this and that is not enough. Many people perform miracles. Many people perform ministries. Only programs, not from the Holy Spirit. These are not needed. What is needed? Faith that works by love. Faith must be workable. Faith is not only a theory. Faith must be workable. Faith works only through love. So James in his book speaks about faith that works. Faith and work are needed. Both are to be there. And now faith that works through love are needed. Faith always works by love. If it is real faith from the Holy Spirit, from God, it works by love. Now, do you know whom you trust? We speak about faith. The word of God says that even um, demons believe on God and they know about God, they tremble. Many Christians have no trembling. They don't understand God as they ought to understand God. So we must know that we must know about God in the right perspective. Jesus, when he was praying to God the Father, as we read in John's Gospel, 70 chapter, he said, "Father, knowing you and the Son Jesus Christ is eternal life. We have to know God through the Word of God. Then we can understand Him, and we will know whom we are trusting." Saint Paul, who was able to understand this, he writes when he wrote to Saint Timothy, Second Timothy, first chapter, told to us: For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that I have committed unto him against that day. Now, do we know who God is? Do we know the Lord Jesus Christ? Do we know the Holy Spirit? So here St. Paul says, I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. So knowledge of God is very important. Epignosis, personal knowledge of God is important. So, if we know who God is, we will lay all on the altar. So, so uh, St. Peter, in his epistle, he says, lay all on the altar. Cast all your cares on him, for he cares for you. So, once when we know God, what he has done for us, we will be willing to trust him. How is your faith? How is your faith? Are you having faith on your prayer? Are you having faith on God, who gave his life for us through Jesus Christ? We must understand this. If this, is, this faith is not there, your faith is of no use. Faith that works by love. Just to trace back once again about the faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith and clean conscience go together. Faith works only by love. And when we have faith on God, it is not a mental acknowledgement of God. It is a heartfelt dependence on God. With humility, we will know whom we, uh, we have trusted. Michael Faraday was a great scientist, and uh, he was a believer. And um, people thought that he was not re- near God. They did not understand his faith on God. One, one Wednesday, there was a meeting, and um, My- Michael Faraday was to be honored on that day. And just at the, it, uh, when uh, the meeting was in uh, proceeding, he just went away from the meeting. And when uh, during the time of honour him, he was not there. Somebody, was, uh, somebody asked him, why you went? He said, I went for a prayer meeting. He was a man who followed the Lord. And at the end of his life, when he was in deathbed, some people came and asked him, are you having cogitations about your future? Are you having thoughts about your future? Uh, fear about your future? And he said, cogitations, fear. And he said, I know whom I have believed. And i persuaded that is able to keep that which are committed unto him against that day. So, dear friends, we must know who Jesus is. Jesus died for the whole world is one point to be understood. Jesus died for me is another thing that I can understand. So, we must understand that Jesus gave his life for me. Then, will he not give other things also that I need? So, faith on God is very important. If we have faith on God, you'll have hope. The third point that I want to tell you is dynamics of hope. Hope is a feeling of expectation, a feeling of trust. God promises a hope and a future. Jeremiah 29th chapter 11th verse he said, I have promised, uh, he promises hope and a future. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a hope and a future, an expected end. In this miserable world when we live, we long for peace. We long for eternity. We long for heaven. We long for a place where there is no sorrow, no pain, no death. And everything is waiting there. The hope is there. So God gives us a hope. So God promises about his thoughts for us. He promises these things for us. I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace are not a evil to give you and a hope and a future. That is expected yet. Now, Jesus Christ in you is the hope of glory. Colossians 1st chapter, 27th verse, St. Paul wrote, wrote and said, To them God will to make known what are the riches of his glory, the mystery to the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, glory is there, future glory is there. And when Christ is in us, their hope is alive. When Christ is in us, that hope is alive. Christ in us as the Holy Spirit can give us that hope of the hope of glory. He can guide us to, to that particular blessing that is before us. Now, the Holy Spirit pours God's love in us and hope will not fail. Romans 5.5 5. Now, hope does not disappoint us because the love of God has been poured in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Many people hope, they hope, okay, everything will be all right. Somebody is going to come and help me. It will be all right everything will be okay. No. Many times their hope fails. If your hope should not fail, you'll have to have the Holy Spirit in you and also the the, uh, grace of God should be in you. So when God pours his own grace in your own heart, hope will not disappoint us. Love of God will be in your own heart. Now we have to wait patiently in prayer for the hope to be achieved. Romans 8 chapter 24th verse to 26th verse for we were saved by this hope but hope that is seen is not hope for why does one still hope for what he sees but if we hope for what we do not see we eagerly wait for it for it with perseverance we have hope about eternal life we have hope that Jesus is going to come back again now it is not a mental hope that we have but a hope that is deep and for that to happen, here the word of God says, likewise, the spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. We'll have to be persevering in our own faith. We are to be persevering, patient, waiting patiently in prayer for that hope to be achieved. So, likewise, the spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know how to pray as we ought to pray. He prays for the saints with groanings that cannot be uttered, praise in God's will. Now, God the Father is in heaven. Jesus Christ died and rose again. He went and sat on the right hand of the Father. He is always there, willing to intercede for us when we go to God through through Him. How can we go to God? How can our prayers go to God through Jesus Christ only when the Holy Spirit is pleading for us? Prayer is not mouthing words, my dear friends. When the Holy Spirit is in us, when we are yielded yielded to the Holy Spirit, He will pray for us with groaning that cannot be uttered. Some people have no prayer life at all. When people connect with me after hearing God's word through this media, and they tell about their own problems, they cry, they they weep, but they have no prayer life. Many have no prayer life. I asked them why they are not able to pray. They said, we have no inclination to pray. We are not able to pray. They cry, they weep, they sorrow what is needed is heart must have communication with God. Prayer must be there. So patience in prayer must be there for the hope to be fulfilled. We should learn to pray in the Holy Spirit. So watch in prayer, watch and pray, and also pray and watch. When we are able to pray in this fashion, we will definitely be able to receive all the blessings that God has kept in store for us. Now, one person connected with me and told about her son who committed suicide. And there's the little baby, three-month-old baby. Suddenly the cart caught fire and the baby died. And the, the man, the, the, the father of this little baby who committed suicide, and the mother was telling that he is to pronounce, he is to I mean recite thousand praises. You know, there are books that speak of thousand praises. They speak thousand praises. What is the use? It would be better if a person opens his heart and prays to God the Father helped by the Holy Spirit. Somebody has written thousand praises. This person was reading. He committed suicide. May not be because of reading that, but his prayer life was like that. We must be careful to understand that prayer life is very important. How is a prayer life? Cultivate your prayer life so that you will definitely be able to have this hope, living hope before you. The fourth point that I want to place before you is dynamics of the perfect future. St. Paul, when he wrote to Corinthians thirteen chapter, verses 10 to 14, he says, But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. Now abide faith, hope and love. These three, but the greatest greatest of these is love. Now, what we see in this world is temporal. What we do not see are permanent. Usually people are fascinated by what they see in this world. What we see in this world, all material things will vanish away one day. What we do not see will be permanent. So, Second Corinthians 4, chapter 16 to 18, if you read, Therefore, we will not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. We are becoming old, we are becoming weak, but at the same time, the inner man can be strengthened day by day. For a light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at these things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, but the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I tell you, my dear friends, we live in this miserable world. We look at the, the prosperity of this world and we are so fascinated. Many people are fascinated by what they have. Well, there's nothing wrong in having a house and all that are needed, but people long for the wealth of this world and even there are prosperity gospel preachers who preach Wrong gospel. If you believe on the Lord, you'll have a car, you'll have this, you'll have that. They mislead people for their own belly. At the same time, I tell you, friends, this world is going to vanish away one day. You know, when we look at the whole cosmos, it is 20 billion light years cosmos, very big cosmos. Our world is somewhere, there is like a small, small drop, drop, a small pinpoint there, somewhere there. The whole cosmos is 20 billion light years across. NASA scientists say that the whole cosmos is only 1% of reality, the physical cosmos. There are 99% of invisible forces control that. That is beyond. I tell you, that is eternity. We must not keep our focus upon the things of this world. Though we have to live in this world, though we need certain things to survive in this world, there's nothing wrong in having those things in the right perspective. At the same time, we must not put our hearts on that. All this will go into, go into perdition. Everything is going to vanish away. So things that, are, that we see are temporary. Even scientists say that. So the invisible forces are there. That is the eternity. What is the responsibility, my dear friends? Understand the following and, read, and be ready to enter into eternity. Dynamics of love. Dynamics of faith. Dynamics of hope. Dynamics of that which is perfect. So, God is able to prepare everything for us. And if you read 1 John 3rd, chapter 1st, 3 verses, behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the children of God. We do not know how we are going to be in the future, but when we see Jesus, we shall be like him. He who has his hope in him purifies him as he is pure. So, dear friends, what we have to understand is God has prepared everything for us. We must keep our life right before God and then live a life of productivity. So, now abides faith, hope, and then love. Love endures. When we go into eternity, faith and hope has no no value there. When we go into eternity, love only remains. God's love is eternal. Even before we were born, God chose us to become his children for glorification. So when we go into eternity, faith and hope is not there. So St. Paul says love abides, faith, hope, and love and the greatest of these things is love. Now do we have this love that God can give to us? As I told you, when God's Spirit comes into our own heart. When we obey, when we long for the Holy Spirit, when the Spirit of God comes in, He pours His love into our own hearts so that we will be able to love God with all our heart, love ourselves correctly, love others compassionately. If we do not have these things, we are going to have failure in future. So God has prepared everything for us. We have a, I spoke to you about dynamics of love, dynamics of faith, dynamics of hope. Faith is very important. Faith and clean conscience go together. My dear friends, heaven is real. Eternity is real. Don't glue your eyes upon the things of this world. Keep your heart open so that with your inward eye, you will be in a position to reach out to God and look for God. God has given his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. You must have your identity, who you are. If you are a child of God, you will know who you are. You will have self-definition, self-understanding, and self-cognition, you will long to be like Jesus in the future. You will prepare yourself for that eternity. During the French Revolution, the French revolutionists were catching hold of the aristocracy. They were putting them into torture. Many were killed. Many were put into guillotine. They were killed. There was one young man, young boy was caught. He was the prince. Uh, he was a prince in that, in that uh, aristocratic family. He was caught and he was, they were about to kill him. Somebody said, don't kill him. Keep him under the, in the hands of a woman, a, a bad woman, so that he, this boy will lose his identity. So that uh, woman was there, and this girl was handed over to this woman. And she removed all his dress and gave him rags to wear. And he was given food, even dogs will not lick. And he was suffering there in that situation. You know, he was crying. And he said, I was born to be a prince. Of course, he could not run away from that situation. But he had that cry. I was born to be a prince. Now, why you were born? Are you born to be a wicked person in this world? Are you not? Are you not, God, Has not God brought you into this world for a glorious purpose? You have been born to be a child of God. You have to do what you have to do. The world will just totally destroy you. What you need to understand is, Jesus is there for you. The Holy Spirit is there for you. Now abides faith, hope, and love. The greatest is love. If you hold on to the love of God, if you allow the Holy Spirit to come into your heart and give his love for you, you will have hope and and faith also in abundance. You will live your life as a productive life for God in this world. And when you die, you will go into eternity. Shall we look to God and faith? Loving Father, I pray to you for for all these dear friends who heard your word today. Now abides faith, love, and hope. And love is more important than everything, O God. I pray for these dear people. Teach them to pray with all their hearts. Let them accept you as a savior. Grow in sanctification. Develop their own faith. And let them love you with all their hearts. Love themselves and others, O God. We have been given one life. Help me and help us to love you with all our hearts and serve you with all our hearts and be ready for that eternity. Be with us and help us, O Lord. I give you all the glory. Help me to have the joy in serving you till the last breath. In Jesus' Almighty name I pray. Amen. Dear friends, the Lord bless you and prepare you for eternity.